Blog Talk Radio. We will not bow down to our racism. We will not bow down to
Welcome to Master Grill Radio and to the to our show for the hour and our host is Zuhara. Hello, Zuhara. One second, one second. All right. So, Zuhara? Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. We're, having I did... tech... We're having some yeah. technical difficulties. All the lines are open, and you have oh, all your wonderful. guests are here. Great. Hello, and welcome to our holiday edition of Inside the Black Box. I'm your host, Zohara McGill, and we would like to say uh, thank you for taking the time out to join us here on this Christmas Day Eve. And we hope that all of you have had a wonderful Christmas day with your family and friends. Um, we here at First World would like to personally uh, have our listeners uh, to keep their keep the families of Newtown, Connecticut, in your hearts and your prayers as they go through this very difficult time. Uh, we realize how important families and friends are, and we just want you to make sure that. Uh, You understand that, and keep your own families and friends close to your hearts. Now, moving on, and speaking of great friends, tonight we have a fabulous show tonight. We have two powerhouse sisters from the Philadelphia area. We have parenthesis Erica G., who happens to be a playwright and a fantastic poet, and we have Grammy nominee songwriter, Billboard's nominee spoken word artist, author, and of course we are so proud to say, First World Theater Ensemble, first resident playwright female with us tonight, Sharon Monet. So we really have a really nice lineup for you this evening. But before we move on to that, um, I want to bring up our season. First I want to say to our listeners, to our supporters, We would like to say thank you so much for coming to our opening season play of Don't Sing No Blues For Me, which was written by Mr. Glenn Allen and directed by the fantastic Ozzy Jones. Um, We had a great time doing that production. The audience was just fabulous. You guys turned out, and we just want you to keep supporting black theater because it's very very hard for us. As you know, uh, the arts are, particularly in African-American schools, uh, the arts just don't exist anymore. So it's important that you continue to support that and make sure that black theater stays alive and that we tell our stories the way that we need to tell them. And we here at First World would like to say thank you because you came out, you supported us, and we really appreciate that. Now, our season isn't over because we have a wonderful lineup for you. Now, our next play uh, will be opening up on February 22nd, and it runs through March 3rd. It's entitled Miralista. Miralista is written by one of our our very own resident uh, playwrights, Mr. Joseph P. Blake, and it's a wonderful story uh, about a a young African-American male who just left from college, and he has been commissioned to paint this beautiful mural on the wall of a tree and a waterfall. 
Now, this is in the community where the wall and the community has seen drive-bys. Uh, they face um, um, acts that are just um, horrible for a community to go through, and the wall is refusing to be painted. So you got to come out. I don't want to give you all the details. you got to come out and see that. Uh, it's entitled Miralista, and that opens up February 22nd through March 3rd. And, of course, it's at our home. We like to give big ups and kudos to Ms. Terry Shockley, Executive Director over there at CEC, which is at 3500 Lancaster Avenue in West Philadelphia. So please come join us. Our second, our second play, of course, is uh, in honor of Women History Month, is for color girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. That is the name of the entire play. I know some of you went and saw Tyler Perry's uh, movie, and it was entitled For Color Girls. Uh, for the young ladies who are probably like 30 and under, uh, 35 and under, you might not remember the, the entire title. So that's the entire title. And that production will open up on March 22nd, and it runs through April 7th. Same place, CEC. And last but not least, uh, for our, excuse me, Black Music Month, we are going to close our season with Fats Waller Ain't Misbehaving. That's right. We are doing a musical, and we are going to do it well in honor of Black History Month. And that show will open up June 7th, and it closes June 16th. So we have a wonderful rest of the season planned for you. We are looking forward to seeing you, looking forward to enjoying you, uh, looking forward to us entertaining you, educating, and you educating us all at the same time. So please come out and have fun with us. Now, I must say this. Uh, you must please, please tell your friends. Um, you can go to our Facebook page. You can go to our First World Theater group page on Facebook, uh, Sojourner will be returning to Atlanta. That's right, Sojourner, written by Mr. Richard Lamont Pierce and performed, of course, who? By me, which I love doing that character. That production will be at the Seven Stages Theater in Atlanta, Georgia, at 1105 Euclid Avenue, Northeast in Atlanta, Georgia. It will open up January 23rd through January 27th. Uh, for more information, you will have to go to the production company website, which is Vihid Management Management and Production dot com. You're spelling that V A H I D Management and Production dot com. So please, if you know people in Atlanta, make sure they purchase their tickets. They don't want to miss this. And if you know someone in Atlanta, and if they can't make it, why don't you show an act of kindness and maybe purchase a ticket for someone who might not have a chance to experience theater? So that would even be helpful also. You know, if you want to purchase one ticket or two tickets to give to someone who or a child, because it's a wonderful production for teenagers and children to see also, for them to attend the theater, go right ahead and please feel free to purchase that ticket. One last thing before we move on, our first world Who's on First Reading series is back Yes, it's back. It will begin in March, every first Monday in March. Um, what I will do is next month I will make the announcement of the plays that we will be reading. Um, it's a wonderful reading series. We always have a large turnout, and you, the audience, are the ones who get the opportunity to tell us 
what plays you like, what you would like to see, what you think about the piece, how the playwright should change it, what we should do with it, and the list goes on. So you, the audience, you know, like those television shows, The Voice and all that wonderful stuff. You're in control. So you come out and you tell us what you think. Right now we're going to take a station break before we come back with our first guest, Miss Erica, I'm sorry, Miss Parenthesis, Erica G. Sit in your seats, hold tight, and we'll be right back.
Hello and welcome. We are back here on Inside the Black Box. I'm your host, Zahara McGill, with our holiday edition here on this wonderful Christmas Day Eve. We again would like to say thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us and supporting us. Please remember just to call in, and if you want to talk with me or our two very special guests this evening, call us here at 646-716-7994 and just press 1. Or if you don't want to talk, if you're a little shy, I know some people are shy, unlike myself, (laughs) you can just call in and you can just listen to our great show with our very special two guests. Now, up first, as I said, we have two wonderful powerhouse sisters here from the Philadelphia area. And up first is a friend of mine uh, who is a wonderful, wonderful playwright and poet. I mean, this sister is just doing her thing. She's getting it in, and I'm so happy and proud of her. Uh, I hope she's on the air, Miss Parenthesis. Erica G., are you there? Hello? Are you there, Erica? Well, maybe she's I'm here. here. You're there. There she is. I'm like, is she there? Yeah. Hi, darling. How are I'm you? Here. I'm here. I'm good. How are you? How's your day going? <laughs> oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. First and foremost, let's. I'm going to say thank you for joining us here on the on our radio station here. We really appreciate you taking the time out on Christmas Day Eve, uh, pulling you away from whatever you were doing to come and spend some time with us. We really appreciate that. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> now, you're not radio shy, are you? Not at all. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Parentheses, <laughs> <laughs> uh, first and foremost, um, I would like for you to tell some of our listeners, um, you know, exactly uh, how you got into uh, poetry, playwriting, you know, where you're from, uh, exactly, you know, just how you got started in this. Well, when I was uh, back in middle school, a, a teacher, and she was my favorite favorite teacher, she uh, she was my music teacher, and she says, well, I see something in you. And I said, well, I don't know what that is, because I was a little bad little kid growing up. But um, <laughs> she, saw <some laughs> she saw something in me that any, no one else saw, and she and she prepared me. She says, I don't want you to go to the, the area high schools. I don't want you to go to the area colleges. So I'm going to take the time, and I'm going to train you. And so she prepared a, a monologue for me and a song for me and sent me on an audition for the Creative and Performance School of the Arts in North wow. New Jersey. Oh. And um, and she followed me. And that year I got in, I was considered one of the top students there getting in that year. And as I got into it to get myself out of trouble, I kind of I dug, dug into it deep because of the area that we were in. And then I started to enjoy it. It became something that I really enjoyed and really know that I have a passion and understanding for. Wow. Now, now that's a really unusual story to have someone, like a teacher, just to say, listen, you're going to go and do this, and you just went and did yes. it, and boom, you saw what happened. Yes. So so basically, so you're telling me that, that you started as an actor. Yes. Oh, okay. So, okay. Okay. And from there, uh, I, I would assume you caught the acting bug and you just couldn't give it up or or what? Yeah. I don't think you ever give up the acting bug once you get it. <laughs> <laughs> once you get it, it's there. But, um, yeah, uh, and then we started, We, we uh, in one of our performances, it, um, we had to write. 
write out a few of our, actually a, a few of our performances and perform them in front of the school. And I and I was the one who was chosen to write a piece, and I wrote a piece, and um, and it, it happened to be what they thought was a, a good piece, and okay. what I felt was a good piece, and we and it happened to go on to the Playwright Theater uh, of New Jersey, and I ended up winning an award for it. Wow! So, and then I continued after that. I started poetry when I was much younger as a as a release. I think it was more of a a release a release ending something that okay. I can release all of my emotions then. Mm-hmm. But then as I got older and I got into the, the school for drama and theater, it, it became more of a, oh, okay, I can do this. Oh, okay, I like this. And so okay. it became my my engine. Ah, okay. So um, now the the poetry piece, you said that it allows you to release uh, some things. You know, um, um, theater allows you to release also. So what do you find much more um a release for you uh, uh, through your poetry or, or through theater. I think theater became my main release because in poetry, poetry is just so short. Okay. In theater, you can and you don't you don't you're not only writing it out, you're not only you know act, writing, acting, or directing it out. You mm-hmm. people get to see it, and it's right. like and I and I've said this many a times before. It's like bringing your words to life. Bringing what you feel or your emotions or your experiences or the experiences that you've seen or shared with others. It's like bringing them to life on stage. And, and yeah. there's a thrill alone off of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm digging it. I like that. <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. the same way when I'm on stage. <laughs> yes. Now, we're going to move on to, um, so you started out, so it was a teacher who got you involved in this and you went to the performing, uh, you went to performing arts school. Um mm-hmm. You're from, where are you from? What part of New Jersey? North New Jersey is where I was raised Okay. most of my life. I stayed in North New Jersey most of my life and traveled to New York for another bit of my life. Uh-huh. And I ended up in Philly for the last bit of my life, the the the, the recent part of my life. <laughs> okay. Now, what brought you to Philly? Uh, it was love at first. It was it was it was love. Um, I I was married and 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 I followed my husband here and his family. Okay, okay, okay. So it was love that brought you to Philadelphia. Oh, I yes. thought you were saying it was the love of Philadelphia. You know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> <laughs> no it was the love of a person from Philadelphia. <laughs> but you got to and you got to start loving Philadelphia, right? And 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 I have I have had some experiences in Philadelphia that I would never forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're happy that you came to Philadelphia, you know. But well, me being a New Yorker myself, I can understand where you're coming from. But we were <laughs> we're very happy that you came here because we, you know, we wouldn't have such, such a fantastic playwright and poet. Um, now, uh, let's um, list some of your plays that that you have written and. Um, why? Well, let me go back. What was the first play that you wrote? The first full play that I wrote was a play called Faded Rose, mm-hmm. and that was back in about 1989. Okay. Um, and, and, and that was a, a, a musical that was kind of an adaptation for me of the original Sparkle. Oh. Um, yeah, it was yeah, and it was and then I wrote all the music and I wrote the, the piece and we performed it. Um, a lot of us, a lot of actors, we got together and decided we were going to do this piece. 
Okay. And um, and it was it was a very successful piece. Okay. And it's one of the one of them that's dear to my heart. Um, okay. And and my my next I mean it could go on. I wrote Portraits of Love. Portraits of Love was a um, a piece about domestic violence. Gotcha. Which a, a lot of us uh, go through has has been through or have experienced more so than not. Yes. Whose body is it? Was a piece about um, just knowing your worth and God and and and. And and making the sacrifices that you have to make to be the person that you want to be, and just loving on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I, I think that's very valid too, Princess, because a lot of women yeah. uh, they go through that, and um, you know, some of them they deal with it in a very quiet uh, form, all alone. And then you have some women yeah. who speak out about it and who do something about it. So, I, you know, yeah. I commend you on that. I think that's something very important to touch on. Uh, because it's yeah. something that's just so prevalent in our society, and I think um, uh, that constantly needs to be brought up. And I'm yeah. glad that you wrote something like that. You know, I was yeah. supposed to come yeah. and see it. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I heard that it was really a, a very good piece and that it was well done. So I commend you on that. Thank you. Thank you so much, yes. Yeah, yeah. when you're trying to, I try, when I do write, I try to write for a purpose. I don't just want to write for for. Entertainment. I write for people to get a story or to be touched by a story that right. you know we can all connect to or relate to. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So it's not just about you just writing, like you said. It's about right. you making sure that you get that message out there and you connect to someone who's going through whatever. Yes. Got you. Okay. Yes. Got you. Mm-hmm. Now you have a piece coming up that I'm very happy to be involved in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm so um, happy to have you. <laughs> yes, I am so happy to be involved in that. Um, maybe you could tell the audience really quick, uh, how did I get involved in that process? I'm so happy about this. This is a great story, people. I'm going to let her tell yeah. you because, you know, with me, me being an actor, you know, I might add some things, so I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, 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 I'm very lucky and very privileged to have to be able to work with Mrs. Zuhara. I um, was working the piece and, and trying to direct the piece and trying to be in it, and I knew I needed some eyes that can come out and, and bring the piece to take the piece to a whole other level. And so I invited Mrs. O'Hara for a rehearsal uh, one night for her to give me some feedback, and her feedback to Mrs. O'Hara, her feedback was so spectacular and so wonderful, and the cast just fell in love with her and, and and me as a, as the playwright just saw something that she allowed me to see something so much bigger than what was going on in the beginning, and um and I asked her if she would come up come aboard and 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 take charge, and and that's exactly what she did. She came aboard, she took charge, and now we have this beautifully brilliant piece, um, beautifully styled. Beautifully directed and, and, and it's amazing And I'm just I'm so happy I can't tell you How happy I am That she even took the chance To come out And, and look at the piece And say Oh okay Well I see where you're going Well let me help you take Let me take you to another level And and each day That's exactly what it's been doing We've been going Higher and higher each day And I'm so So humbled And appreciative For all that she has added To this piece no, so you know what? Uh, I I think I think it's a collective team effort because I want the the listeners to realize that she has she has written a really beautiful piece, um, 
and I just happy that that you know that God put us together that we we were able to move in the same direction and bring this really a well written piece together. Um, I think the characters are fabulous. I think what you've done is just wonderful. Um, I can't wait for it to open. I can't for for you know you know it to hit the ground running. Um, and I can't wait for you to write more plays so that you know the world can see exactly who Parenthesis is. Um, can you give them a little bit about what the play is about? Not too much because we want to be able to sell them <laughs> tickets, girl. We want people in them seats. Uh, <laughs> and um, well, play, yeah, tell me a little bit yeah. what it's about. You know the title and what made you write this piece. I know it's, there was a lot of questions. So first, let's just say uh, what is the piece about? Just a little bit, you know, a little information well, on that. Well, the play is entitled "He Calls Me Red," mm-hmm. and uh, and and it actually the title itself stemmed from a partnership that I had with a close friend of mine years years back, and we would partner each other. And we worked together, we, we worked on radio stations together, we worked on projects together, and um, he would call me his red. Mm. So the actual, the title started from he calls me red. And me being the spiritual person that I am, I felt like we needed to take it to a whole spiritual level. Because wow. man, when God says he calls me, when God made woman, he took it, he took the word from man and created us. And that was such a significant, it has a, such, a, such a significant statement to me. And so wow. when writing this piece, I, I started to develop relationships between the characters and their relationship with God. Mm. Okay, yeah. okay. Now, see, I didn't yeah. even know that. That was that. Was yeah. <laughs> you didn't even express that to me. I didn't even know that. I, I think that's fabulous. No, wow. <laughs> okay, okay, that is yeah. wonderful. So now we know where yeah. the title came from. Yeah, now, yeah. tell them what it's a little bit about. Well, we have a couple of characters, and all the characters connect somehow. Going through uh, many emotions, some of the emotions that we're going through. We have one going through um, trying to have a baby and build a family. We have one who's trying to get herself together, get off the streets and get her life back together. And then we have the, the, these accompanied, the, the hardworking husband who's doing whatever he could do to make this marriage work and, and it's a beautiful, beautiful piece about them learning how to love one another again, and how to love and how to make sure that God is at the center. Mm. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So, in learning other words, self-worth with the women is learning self-worth. With the men is being strong. It's finding the strength. The, the piece is written about finding strength in yourself, as a lot of women, because it was written from a woman's perspective. Um, okay. Finding the strength in yourself. To go on and to be who you are and be the best that you can be mm-hmm. with whatever situation that you're dealing with and know that God is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's very powerful. Um, and, yeah, God is always present, you know, in our lives. And um, yes. I, I, I think it's something that women do need to hear because we do. You know, a lot of times we're down on ourselves. You know, we make mistakes mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, we're like, oh, what was me and what did I do wrong and yada, yada, yada. And you have to realize you really didn't do anything wrong. You're just going through life, you know, making those yep. mistakes and understanding why you made them and making sure it doesn't happen again and, you know, just right. move on. Yeah, yeah, I believe that life gives you and. And and I might be taking a little bit of this from the play. Life gives you a limitless supply, a limitless supply of do-overs. No one is perfect, wow. so we have to we have to learn. We have we we have to go through our mistakes. We have to learn from them, but we can't we we can't let our mistakes um, 
deter us from becoming who we really want to be. We have to learn from them, move forward, grow and develop, and become what we what we're supposed to be in life, or follow that purpose and calling that we have on life. Okay. Okay. Yep. I like that. I really like that. Now, where is this play is going to be done at? Parentheses. Please let our listeners know exactly where it's going to be done, and the dates, and how they can purchase tickets. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Again, I have the honor of working with Ms. Lahira McGill, so the play will be at CEC, the Meeting House Theater. And it opens January 19th and runs from January 19th to the 20th. Uh, the tickets can be purchased at rib.eventbrite.com. You have early birds tickets that start at $15 and $15 for students if they have a valid ID. All other tickets will be $25. Okay. So we're repeat, looking again January repeat, 19th. Repeat that again. Repeat where they can pick up those tickets, my dealer, where they can order those tickets at. You can get the tickets online at rib, R-I-B, rib.eventbrite.com, or you can call 267-591-0148 and purchase tickets. Repeat that now, number for me, darling, so they can hear it again one more time. Yes, yes, ma'am, 267-591-0148. Great. So if Great. you're looking to have a – it's a holiday. we're having it on the Martin Luther King Holiday Weekend, if you don't have to work on Monday and you want to come out and enjoy a great piece with a great cast and a great director, come out and come out and come out and show your support. Again, it's the art we have to support the art. Like yes, Mr. Zuhara was saying at the beginning, because we're getting lost somewhere and we don't want that loss because some of that sometimes the arts is an avenue for a lot of people to move forward in their lives. It helps. Yes, yes, like a therapeutic. Outreach system, and that's what, and that's exactly what we're we're reaching for. Yes, that is so true, and I totally agree. It's much needed, without a doubt, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Now, um, uh, my understanding, you will be leaving Philadelphia very soon. Can you let our audience know exactly where you are moving to? <laughs> I um, I haven't told everybody, so Ms. Ms. Laris put me in the spot. I haven't told a lot of people that. Oh, I, I didn't know. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know you didn't tell. Excuse me, girl. <laughs> but, but I'm looking, okay, well, I'm we don't have to tell. But I, I will say this: uh, you better watch out for this sister because screenplays are in the making, and just watch out for this sister. I yes. will say that much. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let's just say we're, we're trying to get some stars. We're trying to get some stars and lined up for us. <laughs> I love you, parentheses. I love you and so I love much. you, too. <laughs> Again, ladies and gentlemen, her production is called uh, He Calls Me Rib. It is, will be at the CEC 3500 Lancaster Avenue uh, in West Philadelphia. It will be on January the 19th and the 20th, correct? Two days? That is correct, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are the time slots of the shows? Um, 4 and 8 and 2 p.m. on Sunday. 4 and 8 on Saturday and 2 p.m. on Sunday. Great, great. Now, are tickets uh, selling very well? Do people need to hurry up and get these tickets? Or? Yeah, if you want to hurry up and get the tickets, because we, we, I mean, we have so many people, and it, because it's a great piece, they, they're trying to get them as, as fast as possible, and we're selling out, and I'm loving it. I'm loving that. Wow. You know, I'm loving that, that people want to come out and support this, and if you don't know me, if you've never seen a piece, this is definitely the piece to come out and see. Wow. If you've wow. never experienced any of my writing productions before, this is definitely the piece that you don't want to miss. 
Oh, wow. Yes, I have to say, I must concur. It is a great piece. Uh, I think you did a fabulous job. And the audience will be missing something really um, that should be seen by them. And it's a treat, and uh, you can't, they just can't miss it. You know, you just can't. Um, and now Martin Luther King holiday weekend, come on. You know, come on over to the theater. Get some culture there. Uh, that number yes. will be 267-591-0148 to order your tickets, correct? That is correct. Okay, my Or you darling. can go online at rib, R-I-B, rib.eventbrite.com. All right, fabulous. Mm-hmm. All right, my darling, thank you so much, Arenthesis, for joining us this evening. We wish you luck in every endeavor. Uh, we can't wait to see one of your uh, great screenplays up on the Hollywood screen because I know that's where, the, that's where you're heading to. And um, just don't forget us little people, okay? <laughs> I would never, ever. No one is ever little in my in, in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, darling. Thank you so much for taking the time out to jo- to uh, join us here this wonderful Christmas uh, Day Eve. Uh, go ahead on and finish eating. You know, just eat for me. You know, you know. And after the New Year's, we got to start working out, lose that weight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Thank you so much, my darling, and you have a wonderful evening. And you do the same. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay, dear. <laughs> All right, now, that was Miss Parentheses, Erica G., here with us on Inside the Black Box. I'm your host, Zahara McGill, and we're going to take a little break right now, and when we come back, we will be coming back to talk with First World Theater Ensemble's first female resident playwright. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back. Book of Revelation, Uh chapter 7, verses 16 and 17. Yes, sir. They shall hunger no more, neither shall they thirst any more. Preach, preacher. For God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. Yes, sir. Get ready for the revolution.
Once again, we would like to say thank you so much for joining us here on this wonderful Christmas Day night here on Inside the Black Box. Right before we get to our next guest, who is outstanding, fabulous, and we are just so excited here, I want to give you a very quick uh, black little-known history theater facts. fact. Now, if you don't know anything about this, uh, I'm sure you, some of us don't. I didn't know until I found out and I discovered uh, we're just going to give you a little information. There's a little theater called the Ritz Theater and Museum that was constructed in 1999 on the site of the 1929 Ritz Theater Movie House in Jacksonville, historical African-American community of La Villa, of La Villa, that's what they call it. During La Villa's height of activity in the 1920s to the 60s, it was known as the Harlem of the South. Now, the mission of the Ritz Theater and Museum is to research record and preserve the material and artistic culture of African-American American life in Northeast Florida. Building on the community's proud heritage, the Ritz is truly a special place where history's missing chapters are being restored, where talent is nurtured and created and celebrated. Whether visiting a museum or attending a concert, 
Viewing a film or listening to a lecture, the Ritz has a special energy that leaves you with a special feeling. There's always an exhibition, music, dance, or the dramatic arts inside the Ritz that will enthrall, educate, and entertain. That is the Ritz Theater and Museum that is located in the northeast part of Florida. And that is our little-known black theater history fact. Yes. Now, I'm very excited to introduce our next guest. Um, this woman here uh, stands about, I would say, about 5'2", five 5'3". Five and when she walks into the room, you just see all this energy and all this power. She, You know, she's like an alpha female. And she never says the word no. It's like, well, how are you going to? I'm going to do it. What are you going to? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And she is a true believer in that if you put the work in, it will happen. Uh, she has truly inspired me when I sat down and had a meeting with her, uh, myself and my, my marketing director, and we just had a great time with her. She is a Grammy nominee songwriter. She is Billboard's nominee spoken word artist. She is an outstanding author. She has written this wonderful book of poetry, and she is now First World Theater Ensemble's first, I mean first, <laughs> resident, <laughs> our resident playwright, female, Miss Sharon Monet. Is y'all you on the line, my sister? Yes, I am here. How's that? That's everybody? what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm here. All this energy yes. is on the air. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, did you say yes. I was the first? Was I was the first? Yeah. See, you you know what I'm saying. You the first. <laughs> the first. Not the second. Not the last. But you the first. <laughs> I'm the first. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. I, I, I think our I think our male playwrights might be a little jealous now that we have a first female on board. So, you know, we're gonna be giving you the special attention because she's a female. I you know, I don't know how they're gonna feel about that. <laughs> Step your game up. Step your game up because 'cause I'm coming. I'm I'm coming. They're not ready. They're not ready. That's what Step I'm talking about. Step your game oh, up. darling. First let me say thank you so much, sweetie, for joining us on this night. I know you're probably with your family eating the food, you know, gaining all that weight, getting it in, getting ready oh, for no, the I gotta new keep year. Figure. I gotta keep the figure together. <laughs> I gotta stay five two and little. <laughs> That's what I'm talking and powerful too on top of that. <laughs> That's right. We are so happy to have you, my darling. We are so happy to have you. So we want you just to give a little uh, quick background about uh, who you are, um, uh, you know, where you come from, and, you know, you know, yeah, we just want to know just a little bit about you. So fill us in. Okay, well, again, I'm Sharon Monet. Z gave a a great introduction about me. I am an author. I am a poet. I am a now I am a playwright, I am a songwriter, I love to write, I am a writer in every facet, I'm a writer. Um, I'm also a mother, I have two wonderful children, Christopher and Craig. Um, I'm a college graduate, I actually graduate in June with my second master's degree, don't ask me how I find the time to do it all, I don't know. Oh, shut but so you are, you are education, smart, huh? <laughs> education is key. I'm sorry. No matter what you do, where you want to dream, what you want to dream, you got to have your education. And yes. my mother instilled that from kids. And for some reason, I just like loan debt and I like degrees and graduation. So I find yes. a degree and I go for it. So 
that's 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 me. I like to have fun. I like to write. I love to line dance. I'm a line dancer, and I just like to have fun. I just try to have fun. Try to be happy. Just living life. Living life yes. until God takes it from me. Yes. Yes. Well, we're gonna uh, move in very quickly because we I want I want the people to you know to we re- we want to get into this here. Um, uh, you know, I first met you uh, when you did when we did a piece called "Living Your Life." Uh, yeah. Now, living, now, to my understanding, living life your your life was based off of your life or what happened to you. Yes. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh Can you give the audience just a little bit quick snippet of exactly what living your life was all about? Living your life actually was a piece that was based off of my first book entitled "My Side of the Story." which was a collection of poems based off of the different trials and tribulations, victories, and success that I've dealt or had to deal with from being a child to now. I actually took some of those popular pieces and kind of indulged into playwriting, just giving myself a little bit more of a stage Mm -hmm. to teach and inspire of what it is that I went through, and how it is that I overcame. So Living Your Life is actually based on me. I was married at the time um, in the play. Whoever saw it out there, I was Michelle, which was played by Tiffany Barrett, and Tiffany wanted to become a poet. She That was her dream. She, she put her life on hold for everyone, her husband, her children, her family, it was all about her family and never about herself. But when she decided to live this dream for herself, she was faced with so much resentment and no, and you can't, and don't do that. You're an embarrassment. So uh, she 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 dealt with that. She fought against that. And no matter how much she she cried for it, people still told told her no. Outside of her son, her son was her number one and her biggest fan, just like. My son, Christopher, who was played by Chavez Grant, uh, Marquis. So Tiffany decided one day to be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to live my life. And that's what she did. She got her divorce. She was kind of weary because she didn't know if the poetry thing was going to work because she actually lost um, a contest because of her delay of responding. Mm-hmm. And but in that in that stride, she still kept going in her own destiny. And at the end, she actually received that that poetry um, public publication, which was her book. And she was happy. And that's pretty much my whole start. I was in a marriage. My family told me no. My husband told me no. Everybody told me no. Publisher right. companies told me no. And then eventually, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get a yes. So I'm going to keep going, no matter who I lose, no matter who walks away, because I'm used to people walking away from me. So it's like, okay, people are going to leave, people are going to leave, but I have to stay firm on what it is that I have to do because it's not leaving me. My dream is not leaving me. So therefore, it's God's will. So I have to follow this through. Go ahead, girl. And go ahead, my sister. If I was right there with you, I'd give you a high five. We do it over the air. We do it over the air. But, I mean, that's what we have to do because we're people, and, and that was what was conveyed to me when I was doing the pieces from the book, which was in, yes. inspired me to do that. Because when I would do yes. these pieces, people would come and tell me and be like, I'm living like that. I, I want to do here. I, I want to cook. I want to travel. And they can't because they feel obligated to sit because the world wants them to sit. But while yes. they are sitting and the world is living, they are dying. What is yes. their purpose? Yes. You have to live your life. 
for the Pope. Now, that's what, now I understand that this piece it is uh it's going to be uh it's gonna be in I think um North Carolina, April twentieth, correct? Yes, ma'am. See? Yes, ma'am. How could I not live my life with people want it? It'll be a yes, ma'am. <laughs> and I didn't plan any of this. I follow God's dream and God is taking me on. So this is not me. I'm not making phone calls begging. No. Yes. That's um, that's just God moving. Exactly. It'll be in North yeah. Carolina in April. We actually just got requested in Atlanta, Miss New Divester of Living Your Life. Oh, we'll wow. in our meeting. Yes, we'll be uh, in Atlanta Mother's Day. Oh, um, wow. And then it'll be in Cleveland, Ohio in June. Oh, my God. Now, meanwhile, while Living Your Life is moving on, you are working on a new piece, I know, for a fact. We're going to quickly go through this before we um, – um, end our show. You're working on a new piece. Now, tell the audience what that new piece, the name of that new piece. That new piece is entitled Get Out of Your Own Way. Yes. And just quickly give us a really brief description of what that play is about. That play, basically what the title says. You have a, a cast of six wonderful people, friends, so they think, that hmm. are in their way. Pretty much. <laughs> they all... They all are aspiring to be something, every single one of them, um, going as simple as just someone who wants to find a new job wow. to someone who wants to become an R&B singer. Mm-hmm. But instead of them taking over or jumping into what it is that they need to or getting the education or, you know, stepping out on faith, yeah, I'm broke, but I'm not going to get on that plane because I'm not going to have nothing to eat. They're yes. standing in their way. They're finding every excuse in the book not to pursue their dreams. Wow. Some make it, some don't. So come out and see who makes it and who doesn't. That As a matter of fact, that's now. right. <laughs> that's right. As a matter of fact, the first reading of um, Get Out of Your Own World will be in First World's reading series on Who's On First in March. Um, we want you to go visit our website at www.firstworldtheater.biz, theaters with an R-E, biz, B-I-Z, and just click on and you can find out. We are building our new website thanks to our marketing team, so you will be seeing a brand-new us for a brand-new year with a brand-new playwright, and you will be seeing exactly what's going on, and you can find out when her play will be read in March. So come on out. Give her your ideas, how you feel about the piece. I know you're going to love it because I'm loving it already. Um, this sister is, like, really working hard. We're so happy to have you. We are proud to have you. Thank and you. we know that the future is going to be fantastic, especially with all these wonderful dates coming. We can't wait to put up your first play to premiere in the fall, uh, yes. which will be a world premiere. We're so excited about that. Um, yes, she has and two- also, just so everyone knows, um, Mr. Tony Grant from Tyler Perry's plays, um, yes. Medea Christmas and Marriage Counselor will yes. be in that production. Oh, that's how we, that's how the first women role, the first world theater. That's yes. what I'm talking about. Mr. Tony Grant from Mr. Tyler Perry Productions will be on our stage at oh, CEC. That's what we're women our, do. With our first one female playwright. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we <laughs> do. I'm loving it. So you know what I mean, God? Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> well, Saran, darling, we want to thank you so much for coming on. We love you. We love can't you wait too. to get this thing started. And it's just in God's will. And we're just going to keep pushing forward no matter what. And I just love your spirit because you never believe in the word no. 
and I'm sure that our listeners can definitely, definitely get a lot of inspiration from you. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you oh, so much. Yes. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you yes, so, so, so much. Yes, we truly love you. To get more Thank information you. about our new female playwriting residents, please again visit firstworldtheater.biz. Uh, and you can get a lot more information about her and our our other two playwrights, Mr. Richard Lamont Pierce and Mr. Joseph P. Blake. We want to say thank you to CEC, Ms. Terry Shockley, one more time over there, allowing uh, First World to be their first resident theater company ever uh, in the history of CEC. We say kudos and thank you, Terry, over there at CEC 3500 Lancaster Avenue. And that's where all of our productions will be held at. Uh, we have acting lessons going on. Our acting lessons will begin January 3rd. We'll be focused on scene study, intense monologue study, and body mechanics. Please just visit us on Facebook, uh, First World Theater, your know, Facebook backslash First World Theater, uh, our group, and please sign on. Uh, registration will begin this Friday, December the 28th from 6.30 to 7.30. The fee is only $125 for six weeks. So please join us. Thank you so much for joining us here on Inside the Black Box. I'm your host, Zahara McGill, saying thank you, we love you, God bless, and we'll see you inside the black box.